my wheels on fire and do a jump. At night, it could be quite spectacular, don't you think? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember. Welcome to Those 80s Kids Remember. I am Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Craig. And I'm Rusty. Welcome to today's show. Today's topic uh, takes us back to the wonderful world of the war on drugs and just say no. We're going to talk about crack cocaine in the crack. 80s. Can I be crack. the first to say it? Crack is whack. Crack is very whack. <laughs> crack is whack. <laughs> it is. I just want to be the first one to say that out there. See, see, that's where Nancy Reagan missed the boat on that one. You know, right. like, instead of just say no, it should have been crack is whack. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Well, Whitney didn't come out with that until, what was that, 2001, it was the, 2002? I was going to say, it was the 90s or beyond 2000 even, yeah. Diane Sawyer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I make too much money Speaking to be smoking crack. Yeah, I said. There's apparently there's a I guess Keith Haring painted a mural that said crack is whack in 1986. Oh, that's great. Really? Wow, really? really? Oh my that's god. That's awesome. Cuz I didn't In what year was that? 86. 86, really? Yeah, cuz crack was getting bad in the hood at that time. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Really bad. It was like it it, it kind of wasn't it sort of like a cheaper alternative? Much cheaper alternative to freebasing cocaine. cocaine. Basically, yeah. yeah. I think it was yeah. cocaine mixed with, uh, what, baking powder? Is that what it was? Yeah, baking, like soda. baking soda. Baking soda. Um, it, it, a much intense, much more intense high um, right. than cocaine. And significantly cheaper. People were paying far less to get high on crack than they were on coke, obviously. that's I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. That's the bitch of it, too, is that it was so easy to do, and it was relatively cheap, and it got you extremely high for a short period of time. Right. That is that is a recipe for disaster, right? It's there. a recipe for absolute hell and chaos. Yeah. yeah. yeah it really is. And, and its intensity made it much more addictive yes. um, than just your regular cocaine, so... Yeah, and you take that, that to neighborhoods that are like, you know, inner city neighborhoods, ganglands and stuff like that. It's just not, it's just really not not a good thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a, a tough topic because, you know, um, as a kid in the 80s, growing up in the suburbs, um, it's, it really wasn't something you were exposed to um, other than what you saw on TV. So. All I knew was New Jack City. Yeah, you know, no, TV and media all is, right. is all the the portrayals that we had of, of crack. So it's not like we knew, well, I could just speak for myself, I guess, um, have firsthand experience um, dealing with uh, living in an area that was riddled with it or, um, oh, sure. you know, so it's, it's I guess <laughs> it's kind of easy for us to look back and, and joke about it or, you know, relive our little accounts, but. I don't know. I guess it should be said that at least from my standpoint, everything is kind of like a voyeuristic kind of um, um, experience going on with the, the whole crack uh, epidemic. And it is what they called it, uh, an epidemic sure. uh, that would run rampant through um, your your lesser um, safe sides of town. 
I guess is one way to put mm -hmm. it. Yeah. No, well said. I think very well said. Um, yeah. Because coming from, you know, I, I grew up in the suburbs of Dallas and Fort Worth and yeah, crack just wasn't something that I saw firsthand. I mean, like I said, that was something that I saw in New Jack City or movies like that. Yeah. Um, but I was I was on the outskirts of the actual crack epidemic. So, yeah, you're right. It is it is difficult to look back on it and to have not, you know, a real personal account of it, which I don't. Right. And, and you know, and it's that's not to say that that's good or bad. I mean, it's just to kind of set out our experience and, and a lot of what we saw or witnessed from it was had a lot to do with just movies and and uh, media and, the uh, news. you know. There was a lot of it. Yeah, in the, the national, news. And, national news. Yeah. But I mean, there's a, there's a lot of crack has had a lot to do with, you know, what has entered the lexicon of, you know, the American English language. You know, you like have crack babies. That was a huge thing. See, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. I was kind of a kid. Sure. Like yeah. the crack babies. And it's like, how could they do that? I mean, you know, and of course, as a child, you have no idea what addiction is. And right. And, uh, the perils that go you, you go through because of it we had a picture in my junior high i think it was the late 80s and uh it was of what supposedly was a crack baby it was like crack this, baby picture yeah yeah, yeah it's like scare, scare tactics yeah it was like sure. the giant there's like some screwed up giant head that the kid had or something like that i have to i have to go online and find it but it was like whoa wow. holy crap it's a crack baby and then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then, that, of course, that turned into an insult later on. You, you freaking crack baby. Yeah. If somebody yeah. Would... With, with the crack baby is, <laughs> they were crack babies because they were born addicted to crack. Oh yeah. Um, right. So when they were born, they would have to go through withdrawal. And I found it interesting because kind of researching this a little bit, that they later studies have found crack babies were no worse off um, developmentally as they grew up than any other um, baby that was maybe born of somebody who smoked throughout their entire pregnancy. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so I, it was learned and, and um, found See, out that... That's, that's a Mythbusters thing there, because, yeah, the, yeah. Myth, the myth was that, yeah, it was setting off some weird species, basically, yeah. like Craig had described with the big head and everything. Yeah. Yeah, like they're yeah. and that's creating and that kind of that gets into your head, you know. You start thinking that's the reality. Mm -hmm. Well, and there is some like I mean the like you're saying, Andy. You know, in sheltered parts of the country, it's like the the media presence of it to the lived experience of it was so so vastly different. It was like everywhere, and like you're terrified of crack babies and you're terrified of right. you know right. like who's gonna who's gonna offer me crack <laughs> around this next corner and ruin my life. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Like yeah, a, how how rampant is it? Like every like every crackhead around was like, dude, you you need to help me smoke all this crack. Right, you know, I like, can't do right, it myself. Right. I can't do it myself, man. I got a lot of shit here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess there is kind of a cart following the horse thing where it's like, so the crack like started getting talked about a lot in like '83, and cocaine and crack related emergencies only went up by like 12% between 83 and 85. But then once it was in the media so much, then it went up 110% from 85 wow. to 86. God almighty. Yep. I could see that. Yep. Oh, totally. I saw that earlier and I saw the words moral panic and I thought, mm -hmm. wow, that's, that's kind of what that is. Yeah. Wow. So basically the media just kind of advertised it. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> two billions more Americans. Hey, shit! I gotta try this stuff. Yeah, that sounds exactly. cool, cool and scary. I, right. yeah, exactly. right. I gotta get in. I gotta get in on this. Damn. Let me in, man. Let me in. <laughs> and affordable. Very right. This stuff sounds That's too crazy. good to be true. <laughs> you gonna lose weight off it? You know, there's a new documentary, Crack, uh, Cocaine, Corruption, and Conspiracy, which came out uh, this year, actually. And I think it's on Netflix, I want to say. And my daughter and I both tried to watch it. And as soon as Giuliani came on, we just couldn't take it seriously <laughs> anymore. Because he's gone Why? so crazy. He's just so nuts now. And so this is trying recently to... he was on this? Uh, yeah, it's like a documentary that came out this year and they use him as a resource basically as, you know, to interview him as to what, it, you know, his thoughts were during that time and that kind of thing. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. But he he's was, just gone. He's gone so nuts in recent years that it's hard to take him seriously now. Cause he was mayor of New York. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He was a mayor. He was a mayor. Must be all that Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Sorry. And uh, <laughs> cocaine in the eighties in general was kind of a a big to do too. It turned into like this big, you know, status symbol type of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah it's huge. Rich but people, the, the, the and yuppies, young young hotshot executives, and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, you've you've got the the BMW and the penthouse apartment. What else are you going to spend your money on? There's your coke money. You got any coke? Well, because like you know, yeah, the disco era and all that, and it it was kind of like you know, rock stars did it. You know, it was just like movie stars did it, actors, actresses. You know, that was big. Maybe you know, people got hip to dangers of it a little bit. Maybe like when John Belushi died in '82, right? Because freebasing was was popular amongst the rich at that time as well. Hello, Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah, Richard Pryor, Ron Wood of the Rolling Stones. He was uh, oh god, yeah. He was quite the freebase fiend for a while there too in the early eighties. Sure. Wow. There was there was a tour that the eighty one tour. Uh, they had uh, George Thorogood was opening up for them in some spots, and they had him learning some of their songs in case they had to, like, kick Ron Wood off the tour. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Because he was getting pretty bad with that shit. Got to get an insurance plan in place. Yeah, makes sense. Wow. Wow. I had no idea. Certainly people did cocaine before the 80s, but it does feel like that's the shift. Like, like media being, or, like, uh, music and movies being marijuana-fueled in the 70s and and cocaine-fueled in the 80s. Yeah. Right, exactly. All of our favorite things come from cocaine. <laughs> in the 80s, yes. Well, like, if, so, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, eventually the crack epidemic led to the the war on drugs, which turned out to be an absolute failure. Well, actually, no. The war on drugs started in the 70s with Richard Nixon. Did it? Oh, that went back to tricky. Early adopter of that war. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, of hippies and pot, basically, you know, the counterculture, sure. his, his his idea to combat that. Um, because it eventually became a war on, well, coke and crack and drugs like that. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was supposed to be all encompassing, but at that particular time, the scourge was pot and hippies, right, and free thinkers. Well, heroin, <laughs> heroin too. Fucking troublemakers. Yeah, there yep. was there was heroin in there. Don't forget about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, for sure. Well, and and Brian, you're the resident Elvis uh, expert. Oh yeah, like that's getting the anti drug badge from Nixon. Oh, I know. What a, what a, that was just farcical. That was just a great photo op, I think, for the king and for his boys. Right. That was just a great photo op. But, yeah, you look at that whole thing, and, and it's like, what the fuck was Elvis doing? <laughs> what, in, what in God's name is, is, is in his mind right now? And I have no idea, because um, clearly that's not who you want to be uh, – authority on drugs right um at all at any well point, at if any, you look at any time in history you look at his eyes in the picture he looks like a pretty good authority on him oh yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, i'd go to him for advice on drugs <laughs> oh, he's, loaded. Yeah. he's loaded yeah it's like don't do drugs kids save them all for me You're right. right exactly <laughs> i'll i'll do the drugs i'll take it i'll do the them team. i'll right. do them all man so it was actually in the 80s that Nancy Reagan, our at the time uh, first lady, um, she started the uh, Just Say No campaign. So I okay. think that, yeah. okay. which coincides with the war on drugs. So, right. you know, the war on drugs by that time had gotten the war on what, you know, right. it really wasn't talked about all that much. And so she kind of um, uh, brought it back to the, the forefront with her Just Say No campaign. It eventually, um, I mean, just eventually became kind of a mess. Um, <clears throat> I think it started out a little messy, but it became a mess more and more gradually as it went on. You had people going to jail for possession and would be in there for, you know, 20 some odd years in prison. Oh, yeah. and, and I mean, prison overcrowding became a major, major problem. Um, and a lot of it had to do with that. And and not to, you know, in, in a major problem and, and more incarceration affecting the african-american population um exactly. you know disproportionately right. uh yeah. with the drugs you weren't seeing the 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 white yuppies going to jail for you know possessing whatever they had it was a, basically a, a crackdown on crack and right. uh the the major um populations that were affected by that which we can't forget i mean conspiracy theory or not there was the line of thinking um, by some people that crack cocaine was introduced by the U.S. government to basically destroy the black population in America. That's a theory. Yeah. 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 That's, that's so, quite a theory there. Wow. Jeez. And, you know, it, theory, truth to it, whatever or not, I mean, there is actual fact-based evidence to kind of, you know, help one lean towards that that oh, you no know that conspiracy it. theory just based on numbers and facts so i you know i can see how some oh, people totally would think agree, that right? personally yeah. i don't know that it's true or anything like that but i, I, I can that yeah yeah it's yeah, like, like you know there's documented cia operations bringing cocaine into the u.s shit jeez hmm. who knows to what end i mean <laughs> <laughs> sure sure right I think if I remember right, um, cocaine's popularity and all that, uh, it, it kind of came as a as a shift there. I think around like I don't know, maybe eighty four, maybe eighty three, eighty four. Is it? 
you look at pot smoking among like young adults, teenagers. Pot smoking was at an all time high, I believe, pun intended, uh, in the like <laughs> from the late 70s to the early 80s. And then it started going way down. Bottom. It's because that Scott. It's because that Scott Bayo movie. <laughs> Stoned <laughs> <laughs> and desperate. Don't forget about Desperate Lives too with Stoned, Helen, with Helen Hunt. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, an after-school special. Stoned. Yep. Sure was. Then it uh, it it got to like an all-time low, like in the late '80s. And like around 1990, I think, and then it picked back up again in the like when grunge started taking off. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's weird. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder why. I don't think Scott Bale had anything to do with it, but I wonder no. why. <laughs> well, and I think I mean a lot of um, I think a lot of domestic marijuana production was really cracked down on in the early that 80s, could be like true. like could yeah. burning burning fields in California. And stuff. Yeah. Right. Could be. Um, crazy. Uh, 83 is when I just looked it up. 83 is when Nancy Reagan appeared on different strokes. Oh, dear God. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Saving the world. The high watermark. Of One sitcom at a time. Well, that was Nancy Reagan. Mr. T was on there once. Sure. Gordon Jump tried to uh, molest Arnold and Dudley on there once. Oh, I remember that. Oh, God. Brutal. <laughs> Very special episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very special yeah, episode. Very special. The bike shop guy. Yeah. So um also in nineteen eighty three, um, I don't know if it was connected to the just say no campaign or whatever, but Eddie, Eddie um, cruisers? Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that movie. <laughs> um but in um but in LA, the LAPD um started uh which anybody who has kids today I'm sure is very familiar with the DARE program. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, you know, I have a hard time not expressing my personal opinions about this program. <clears throat> I don't have a hard time. But with it. dare. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> yeah. So what does it stand for? Drug Abuse Resistance Education yeah. uh, is the name of it. Uh, Which started I learned in 83. Today. I had no idea what it stood for. After oh, really? All those years and yeah. I was like, yeah, the DARE program. There's, yeah, yeah. it's an acronym or something. <laughs> Well, as so, a re- recovering addict myself, I've given several dare. I've given like three or four actually dare speeches to oh, really? schools. Yeah, to kids, to middle school kids, to kids in the I don't know fifth grade, fourth grade, that kind of thing. And when once I find out found out what they were really learning about or not learning uh-huh. about, I don't know. I was kind of blown away because I was like, I asked my daughter at the time, I was like, you, you what drugs are they teaching you guys about? And they were like, well, you know, marijuana. And I'm like. <laughs> Okay, it's got to go further than that. Right. Well, my experience with it is, so I'm not sure when it went national, right? I, yeah. I as a kid in school, we never had to do it. Um, but my, my older son, I guess, was my first experience of having to go through this program. And I think it's like in the fourth grade they put kids yeah, through it. I think so. Mm-hmm. And um, he would come back, and I smoked at the time, and he would come back hassling me about smoking cigarettes, telling me how it's a drug. And that they teach you this in, in dare, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> huh. They're teaching right. you about smoking cigarettes and that being a drug and dare. I'm thinking they're focusing on the wrong. They're aspect. off on the wrong track. Right? Yeah. Exactly, of addiction, <laughs> drug. It's not just drugs. You know, there's so many more things that go into it just to vilify the drug itself. 
Yeah. Well, and these are the DARE programs, three R's, recognize, resist, and report your parents for smoking. Right. There you go. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Drinking a beer. You know, Dad, beer's a drug. Oh, dear right. Lord. That, yeah. That was a that was one of the most classic uh anti-drug PSAs from 1987. Oh, was the uh Oh the guy the guy yelling at his kid who's laying on oh, the bed. Right. There, who, oh, yeah. who taught you how to do this stuff? You all right? <laughs> you did. You all right? You, I, I learned, learned it from you. I learned it by you, watching man. you. Yep. And just w- watching the realization wash over his face. Parents who <laughs> use drugs. Uh, he was thinking, oh drugs. shit, that's where all my pot went. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> yeah, my kid. I didn't smoke it all after all. Oh shit. <laughs> well, shit took my pot. <laughs> I'd look. Uh, let's see. There's a bunch of uh, anti crack PSAs I found on YouTube, including one with Pee Wee Herman. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Great. Seriously, if, if, if that doesn't convince cr- somebody addicted to crack, I don't know what would. Here, here you go. Give this it up. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous <laughs> or cool or kid stuff. It's the most addictive kind of cocaine, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. I prefer it powder for myself. <laughs> oh, it's funny because I'm, I'm listening to that and just thinking he was in Blow. Right. That movie with Johnny Depp. Yep. And he was, yep. and he was snorting a ton of cocaine in uh, oh, one, sure. of the, one of the Cheech and Chong movies, too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. You're the guy just from the Hamburger Just don't do crack. Yeah. Hamburger. And God, Blow was great. And there's also uh, a late 80s one here with uh, Clint Eastwood as well. See this cute little vial here? It's crack, rock cocaine. It's the most addictive form. Blow your head clean off. (laughs) (laughs) You do crack, I'm going to find you. (laughs) And I'm going to kill you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those are two very different uh, techniques. The, the Clint going to kill you, or Pee Wee's concerned Pee-wee's about gonna, you. Right, right. right. Just wants to hug you. Pee Wee's just going to be. Pee Wee's going to be really disappointed in you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. See this vial here? No, not just a vial. He said cute vial. Cute. Yeah, he did say cute vial. You see this adorable. cute vial? Adorable little vial. Adorable vial. You think it's the glamour drug of the 80s? Well, that's the point of this friendly little reminder. It can kill you. <laughs> not, as, not as quickly as me. But it can Don't kill let you. it fool you. <laughs> With his big puppy dog eyes. Oh, that's great. Don't be drawn in. <laughs> well, and this is, the, this is the era of this is, uh, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh my God! Yeah, it's an elegant, elegant little ad. The uh, the frying egg. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. boy, those commercials were brutal. Jesus any, Christ! Any questions? Did didn't somebody come out with something like Saturday Night Live or something like that? Like the 
this is your this is your brain on drugs breakfast special or something like that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. This is this that is your brain. Right. This is your brain on drugs with a side of hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> this is your brain on drugs with a side of hash browns and a hearty biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the your brain on drugs special <laughs> well i think that those scare tactics worked on me i thought crack was like you just you do crack and then you just immediately die and you're dead right yeah. <laughs> you know I, I will admit i kind of grew up with the same thought in mind and i did a yeah. lot of drugs i did a lot of dumb shit but crack was one of those things that i stayed away from because from everything i'd heard it was the worst thing on the planet i mean you get a hold of it it's cheap you can afford yeah. a lot of it. It's, you know, going to give you an amazing high. And so you eventually just start thinking, God, this is death waiting to happen. But it's like they'd also say instantaneously addicted to it. I mean, all it took was one pop, like right. one time and you were and addicted. Boom, you're addicted. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no getting away from it. Right. Exactly. So that's scary. You hear that shit. That's scary. Yeah. And they, I remember a bunch of, uh, Oh my God! There was one with the uh, the girl jumping off the diving board, and then there's no they they put the camera into the pool and there's oh, no water yeah. in it. That's bleak, bleak, Grimm's advertising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. So, so you're thinking? Oh, I know what it said. So you're thinking about trying trying crack or something like that, and then and then. They cut the camera to the empty pool, and the guy, the voiceover guy's like, "You better know what you're jumping into." Ah. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't know. Partnerships for a drug-free America thing. We could say it could have worked because, as a kid of the '80s, being exposed to these PSAs, I've never tried crack. I don't know about any of y'all. No, nope, nor have I. I. <laughs> so I think maybe their scare tactics worked. To some extent, to some degree, sure. Yeah, but I don't know. I agree. Not not that I'm uh, a type of person or personality who's very um, has to try it all. I am kind of thing. <laughs> I am. I am very yeah. much so. I think I'm going to yeah. go do drugs, some. There were certain drugs I just wouldn't touch, and crack yeah. is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's it had a lot to do with you know everything you heard and everything that was coming out in the media. Yeah, I think I've still never seen crack. So as far as I know, there might not have ever even been crack. Right. That's <laughs> it's probably true. a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I I also, uh, Brian, for the sports fans out there, um, I uh, also have a picture here when I typed in Just Say No, a picture of uh, Nancy Reagan holding up a Just Say No Redskins jersey with Doug Williams standing behind her. Really? Yeah, must have been after he won the MVP award at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did he do crack? What? Was 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 did he was he on crack? Did was No, he, he had crack? a teammate oh, that okay. did though. De uh, Dexter Manley. Dexter Manley had a problem for yeah, sure. Big yeah. time. Well then you had high profile um people coming out as um Crackheads, um, yeah. Uh, the Barry, uh, the mayor of DC, is that? Mary, is that Mary, right? Mary, 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 Mary,
He's like, this fool got reelected, man. He's like, who the hell is he running against? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who is he running against? It's like when he asked who's fucking OJ. Who is fucking OJ? Yeah, who's the the crazy woman? Yeah. (laughs) Well, then you had, uh, speaking of sports, too, you had uh, Len Bias. Uh, sure. Dying uh-huh. in 86. What was it? Well, two, two, that was nights, huge, man. Two nights after he was drafted by the freaking Celtics. Right. Yeah. Number one overall pick. Number one overall pick in the whole draft. Some very strong cocaine. He had some kind of an adverse reaction to it. Right. They were snorting it. They weren't. No. It wasn't yeah. crack. They were. St- it was just some really powerful stuff that they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then he had... Uh, uh, LT, Lawrence Taylor. Oh, my God, Lawrence Taylor, yes. Had a major crack problem. He got, major crack problem. He got busted multiple times by the NFL. Yes, he did. Yeah. Suspended. Which was just sad because he wasn't just like a good player. He was as about as elite as it gets, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, you talk about dominating your position. He was dominant. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, yeah, it was just really sad. Uh, once, you know, celebrities like Andy had mentioned started coming out with, Hey, I've been, you know, crack is Whitney Houston. I mean, I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Right. She denied that shit for a long time though. I know she did. Could it was because crack is cheap. Right. Let's just get something out of the way here, Diane. I make too much money to be smoking crack. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Come on, shut up. Like, okay. That's great. That's great. That's a good point. Then then and then the she was looking for proof. She said, Let, let's see the receipts. I've been buying cocaine. Let's see the receipts. Like, okay, so drug dealers give receipts out. <laughs> receipts now. This this is your copy, the yellow copy's mine. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I remember Chris Rock making that joke too about when uh when Whitney announced Bobby Brown up on stage at some event and, and referred to him as the original king of R and B. Oh dear like, God. He's like, I knew Whitney was smoking something, man. Called, <laughs> called Bobby Brown, the original king of R and B. Yeah, the hell with Michael Jackson and James Brown and those guys. Yeah, right. Bobby Brown is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Whitney yeah, though. Back in the eighties, I would have never. I would have God, never no. pegged Whitney Houston, but she was doing shit like that back then. She was yeah, doing, I know. she was doing coke back then, back before everybody wanted to blame it on Bobby Brown, but she was doing that right. shit before she ever met Bobby oh, Brown. Oh god, yeah, yeah, oh for sure. Everybody just wanted to blame it on him. Well, and she was, you know, girl next door. She yeah, was, you know, exactly Miss Little Perfection. Yeah, they they hit her crazy well back then. Oh god, yeah, extremely. Very functional, yes. functional crackhead. Very, very functional crackhead for sure. I'm just looking here. They have uh, on Wikipedia. They have all these drug combinations mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> names of them. It's like you have crack combined with amphetamine, it's called croak, 
Oh Crow. my God. Crow. <laughs> this doesn't sound good at all. Right? <laughs> right. This is going to happen to you. Oh my God. If you do this, you're going to croak. Crack well, you try something called croak, kids? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck. I really don't. <laughs> well, imagine. Right. Imagine. This recipe is called right. Die in a Ditch. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, so, Exactly. I got a little um, something here called suck dick and die. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the crack horse special. <laughs> well, imagine um, your heart Combined rate. with tobacco, it's called coolie. Oh, that's kind of cool. um, That's kind of sweet. There are, combined with marijuana, there are like a whole lot of um, uh, slang terms for it. So we've got we've got Buddha, caviar. Chronic, which I always thought was something completely different. I thought chronic mm. was like a strain. Um, Cocoa Puffs. Chronic is Dr. Dre shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cocoa Puffs. Uh, Fry Daddy. Uh, Gimme. Grammy. Juice. Primo. Torpedo. Turbo. Wooly. Woola. It's a, a lot, lot of names, of names for wow. one fucking combination. And then wow. uh, combined with heroin, <laughs> why? But um, moon rock is what that's called. Yeah, let's take and... crack and let's combine it with heroin and see what happens. <laughs> right. Almighty. Partying, like... partying with John Belushi. No shit. Wow. And then, um, uh, I don't even know. Uh, Fensensidine? Sildine? I don't even know what the fuck that is. But clicker, P-Funk, and Space Base. P-Funk? P-Funk. Well, yeah. It sound like death waiting to happen. Right. I don't even know what the fuck drug that is. No, nor do I. Encyclidine? Encyclidine. Is that like fentanyl? I wouldn't know if that was the same as fentanyl at all. Could be. It has the same four, same four uh, first letters to it, so who knows? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Let's just assume. Let's just assume. That's right. <laughs> Yes, it works yes, for me. I agree. It got me this mean? far. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, heroin and crack. I mean, you've got to think what's the point. It's like I feel the same as I did before I injected this shit. Well, apparently, well, apparently, uh, cocaine and heroin together was like the ultimate. Right. It's the ultimate killer. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's why that's why Belushi did it. Really, and death is the ultimate drug, you know. River River wow. Phoenix, another one. Really, it was yeah. from that combination. River crack Phoenix? and heroin. Yeah, I thought wow. it was just, and heroin. Oh, I thought it was just heroin oh. with River. Maybe it. Maybe I. I don't know. I thought it was a cocaine heroin mix. I don't know. I thought it was the same combo that that took down Belushi. Get the toxicology report. Yep, exactly. There was also uh, all of the uh, anti-drug stuff, anti-crack and cocaine stuff, made for a lot of terrific, uh, very special episodes of some of our uh, favorite sitcoms of the 80s as well. Oh, God, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Like the, the aforementioned Just Say No episode of Different Strokes. Um, right. There was also the terrific uh, cocaine party episode of uh, Growing Pains. <laughs> 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 Mike, 
<laughs> was Boner involved in that? Mike, yeah. <laughs> they got invited to a to a college party at this rich girl's house. The rich girl was played by Christy Swanson. You can find footage of it on, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, him and Boner and some other dude ended up at, at this party where these, these hot girls were uh, trying to get them to do cocaine and... And Mike ended up getting fed up and leaving the party. Oh, come on, Mike. It's a, oh, God, the, the segment is called uh, A Very Special Episode. They've got a whole bunch of them about, like, you know, Growing Pains, uh, Punky Brewster, uh, uh, Family Matters, a whole bunch of them. They're hilarious. This guy's voiceover work is hilarious. <laughs> He's, like, ma- basically making fun of Mike the whole time for not wanting to do cocaine in the hot tub with these hotties and everything. <laughs> like, he was like, Captain Party Pooper Mike was like, oh, gee whiz, guys, I don't know why you want to do cocaine. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> it's a really what a little bitch. It's a really funny <laughs> episode. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's crazy. I'm trying to think. I, I know there was a bunch more, and, I, and I'm just not thinking of them right off the top of my head. Well, nine hundred two and zero, they didn't fuck around with it. Nine hundred two and zero, they went straight to heroin with, with uh, Luke Perry's character, Jill McKay. Oh no, shit! Yeah, in a pretty short time too. He went, well, he went to, he went to heroin pretty quickly. He did smoke though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gateway drug there, as they teach sure. you in Dare. Oh yeah, that's you gotta have a gateway <laughs> drug. <laughs> Fucking cigarettes, man. Mm-hmm. I just remember one scene in particular when he starts, it always starts off with beer, then it escalates to weed, then all of a sudden, boom, right. it's fucking heroin. <laughs> but I remember, I remember with the beer scene, there was a scene where Jason Priestley walks in, of course, Priestley playing Brandon Walsh, walks in and, and Dylan McKay there, played by Luke Perry, he's got a beer with him. And Luke Perry looks at Jason Priestley and he's like, um, do you want a beer? And Priestley's like, no. He's like, you want to quit staring at mine? Like, oh my god, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he comes in, he asks for a beer, and he says, uh, he says, hey, you want a beer? And Priestley's like, no. And Lou Perry's like, okay, you want to quit staring at mine? Yeah. Stop coveting my beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I see. Like he was judging. Oh, yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Big he didn't big appreciate time. being judged. Yeah. No, exactly. He was staring at his beer and he didn't appreciate it and he thought he's being judged. So, yeah. <laughs> Back off, man. Back, <laughs> Back off. off, man. My beer here. Wow. God, I'm trying to think of uh, other ones that were. Well, you had. Um... Uh, you, had Webster, the- you had Webster as a crack addict. That was a... I'm kidding. I'm making that up. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been classic. <laughs> looking for shit now. Yep. Webster's dark period. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Facts of Life, I know, where they talked about marijuana. So very scandalous. There was... Yeah, wow. there was like from the first season when like Molly Ringwald and shit were still on the show where all the girls were still on the show yet. It was like from the first season. But then there was a cocaine episode, too, in the middle, like 85 around there, where uh, Blair's boyfriend 
is like making her hang around the shop all day because she doesn't know it at first, but he's arranging to buy a to buy cocaine from a the the campus connection. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was from about the mid '80s, I think. I want to say '85, '85, '86 ish. Yeah, and <clears throat> the funny thing about that episode is, I saw it not too long ago. And it's actually not bad. It doesn't like beat you over the head. But it, it's like because she keeps trying to get him to do all this different stuff. And he's like, I just I can't. I can't. I got to do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, it's just him standing outside by himself, pacing back and forth in the dark, waiting for his dealer to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Like the message is doing drugs is kind of a waste of time. Yeah, like, yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's all. It was like this actually isn't wasn't bad because it, it was actually just like you know nothing horrible happened to him. It was just like he's just wasting time when he could be doing something else. You know. <laughs> Why couldn't drugs have made its way onto Happy Days? Couldn't they, they have come up with something? No, they did. Did they? Like in the last season, yeah. The Joni had a uh Joni had a student that was they never specify what it is she's using. They just call it dope. Okay. Yeah, students doping. Mm-hmm. Crazy students doping again. Yeah. High off the, diet it, pills. It was from the last season when Joni was a teacher. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, because they could have used that to explain so many other things, like Chachi's bandana around his fucking ankle. Right. So many <laughs> cheesy fashion choices. They could have gone, oh, okay, you were on coke the whole time. Well, that makes fucking sense now. That's where that's, that's where it. Chachi kept his stash. Right. The drug-induced bandana. <laughs> right. Poor choices all over. So in, in addition to that, and we were talking uh, before we started recording, um, in the media, uh, crack made for some great uh, storylines uh, in in movies. You know, loosely based around the crack epidemic. Well, um, New Jack City, I think, says it all. Yeah, and New I Jack City is is about basically the crack epidemic just blowing up between the early eighties and early nineties. Yeah, and that had Ice T in it, right? Yep, Ice T yeah. is in there. Chris Rock is actually in that too. Is he plays a junkie? And- yeah. I remember seeing it in that movie. I don't know that I've seen all of it, but I know I've seen it and uh, back when it came out. And I don't, I to this day, I couldn't tell you what the hell it was about. I guess I really didn't pay that much attention to it, which is pretty sad. But um, maybe I knew what it was about then, but I just, I, I, to this day, I couldn't tell you. Definitely worth watching. It's definitely worth watching. The, Wesley Snipes is very good in it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Is mostly about uh, color me bads. I want to sex you up. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that was that's that's the takeaway. That was a that was like the most famous song off of the uh, soundtrack to New Jack City was color me bads. I want to sex you up. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I'll admit I'm cheating here and looking at 23 best films about cocaine. And yeah, Scarface '83. Sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Everybody wanted a big pile of cocaine after that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
Everybody thought it was possible to have a big pile of cocaine like that on your desk. Less than zero. If you work hard and dream big. Right. Right. It might happen for you. You can bury your own face in a big pile of cocaine. Oh, this guy's, right. this guy's made it. He's living, right. he's living the dream. Well, yeah. le- less than zero was a big one, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yes. With Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr.'s Downey. character. Little method acting there, probably. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Andrew McCarthy, Jamie Gertz, James Spader. Spader. Oh, my God. The drug dealer. Spader. Oh, Spader is so great in that Spader movie. Spader is great in that. He's such a slime. It's great. God, yes, he is. Yeah. Shit, I forgot about that. Please. The book, though. The book, though, is way worse, you know, as far as what happens to the, <laughs> those kids than the yeah. movie. I've heard uh, the characters are a, the book. The characters I are a lot less likable in the book too, from what yeah. I hear. <laughs> Some shit went down in the book that didn't make it over yeah. to the movie. The characters, I think, would have been a lot less sympathetic in the movie. <laughs> had right. They, had they stuck really to the book. I need to read yeah. the book. You do need to read the book. I mean, the movie is kind of a, a G version of what the book is. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh, okay. Pretty intense. I, I, <laughs> and I read the book. I think I was like 13 or 14 when I read the book. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been a long... Wow. Yeah, it, it's, it, that's quite the impression even Sounds like years if the, later. If the movie's cocaine, then the book is, is crack. Absolutely. Totally <laughs> fucking crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Without a doubt. That scene where uh, he's Spader's boy f- fires that pipe up when he's trying to. He's getting uh, 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 Robert Downey Jr.'s character to uh, go with those those men, you know, to, to prostitute his, himself, pay his debts off. Yeah, it's like yeah. please, please Rick, don't make me do this. I I can't do this. And, and Spader's just like, I think you may be capable of doing a lot of things, you know, or right. some some shit like that. He's so <laughs> slimy. Oh I my god. I, there's a lot of things you're capable of, bud. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. I can't remember that damn character's name now. Spader's, Which one? Spader's uh, drug Spader's dealer. character? Was it Rip? Rip. You're right. It is Rip. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's like, well, Rip, uh, Rip, please don't make me do this. Yeah. Rip is great. Oh, my God. That picture. That picture of uh, Jamie Gertz and the, uh, on the, uh, movie database. It's a still from the movie when she's all co- her freaking eyes, man. She just looks whacked out of her head. Wow. I remember that movie striking some fear in me. Probably some of it was the uh, the withdrawal scene, too. Oh, God, yeah. Where Downey's Christ, sh- yeah. shaking and throwing up and all that stuff. Right, right. Came out in '87. Yeah, I mean, I remember the striking some fear in me as far as you know certain drugs you might want to stay away from. And it had the Bangles. Uh, oh yeah, remake of, of uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Hazy song. Shade of Winter. It wasn't bad. Right. No, it was really good actually. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a great rendition. It's a great remake. Uh, remake of a song. It is. amazingly, for being made in 1987, doesn't sound that dated. No. No, no, not at all. 
There was made-for-TV movies, too, that I'm not thinking of, too. Oh, God, I'm sure there were. There's a plethora of them, yeah. In 85, there was one called Not My Kid, I think. Oh, that's a good title. That was, a, yeah, well, it was this, yeah, it uh, is. this totally <laughs> normal, like, middle-class, maybe upper-middle-class couple and their kids and their daughter turns into, like, a raving party fiend. <laughs> Oh, wow. It was, um, oh, the mother was, uh, what the hell was her name? She was in Greece. Um, the original? The leader of the Pink Ladies, yeah. Stockard Channing. Oh, Stockard oh, Channing, yeah. Sure. And yeah. George Seagal is the dad. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. God, that just sounds like a TV movie. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and, um, I kid you not, the uh, one of the drug counselors was played by Scorpio. <laughs> Andrew, really? Andrew Robinson, yes. Andrew Robinson, wow, yeah. really, from Dirty Harry. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Wow, apparently there's a, there's a 1935 movie. It's like an anti-drug propaganda movie called The Cocaine Fiends. Really? Where, uh, everybody's getting hooked on headache powder. Headache powder. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus. Oh sure. Yeah, headache powder. And it was that. Was there originally? Was there cocaine in headache powder originally? Oh yeah. Like Coca Cola. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. There was. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah, Andrew Robinson, Doctor Royce. Okay, so he's a. Yeah, he's one of the counselors. Also, Bart Simpson was in this movie as well. <laughs> Nancy, <laughs> seriously, Nancy Cartwright. Wow. <laughs> That's wow. great. There's a uh, 1967 movie, Narcotics, Pit of Despair. Ooh, shit. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Into that. That Narcotic. sounds like a fun it's movie. Despair. Jesus. It's a comedy. It's gotta be fun. <laughs> So I also remember um, Sorry, Jerry Lewis. Uh, kind of <laughs> Gloiman. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> and Don, Jerry Lewis and Don Knotts. <laughs> Those eyes. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm sorry, Andrea. Go ahead. That's all right. No, that's fine. I was just going to say um, uh, more related now to the war on drugs and, and the progression of that. I remember um, in the late 80s uh, living in Iowa and um, <clears throat> a new drug, quote unquote, coming out, uh, methamphetamine um, or, or, or crank kind of as it was known at that time, uh, you know, your your basic um, not 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 crack, but, you know, um, the intense uh, uh, speed made from bathroom cleaners. Whoa! Um, you know that start that started to, as far as I know, I guess maybe maybe it went back farther than that. But as far as my um, personal awakening to the the drug of it being in existence was probably in the late eighties. And I know at one one time Iowa was like the. Um, the, the the crank or the meth uh, capital of the world, well, yeah. not of the world, but of the United States <laughs> per capita. US, yeah. 
Well, and meth is why you can't buy over-the-counter pseudoephedrine anymore. It's all right, exactly. Right. Phenylephrine. Yeah. You have to have your license, and they keep track of that shit. And well, I, that's hardly seemed to to stop its production, but right. whatever. I uh, <clears throat> talked to a guy years ago whose wife was a doctor, and uh, they had uh, some guy and his wife came in. Now, the two of them had gone to his high school reunion, right? And it was like his 20-year class reunion or something like that. And him and his buddies had been a bunch of party animals. Well, they got together and decided they were going to cook up, they were gonna cook up some meth. Oh, and my God. Whoever, whoever was in charge of getting the, uh, the, the pills <laughs> there, they went to Walmart and got, like, the generic knockoff. They didn't get actual Sudafed. What they right. didn't know is that uh, the the generic stuff put way more wax in the pills. Oh wow! And then when they put the stuff in their veins, the wax cooled off and hardened inside of their veins. Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa! Jesus Christ! <laughs> and it was like there was like nothing they could do about it except give them pain pills until the stuff worked its way through. Right. Yeah, it was like there was like this dark black and blue like veiny thing going up his arm. Holy shit. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, his his wife's like in there like giving him a whack upside the head, like, Yeah, tell him what you did, Bob. You know. (laughs) 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 Well, you never you never think anything's gonna go wrong when you're home cooking injection drugs. I don't right. How could anything go wrong? I'm at home. (laughs) <laughs> right i know exactly sanctity of my home here <laughs> right i thought of that too when you mentioned that uh amphetamine with cleaning chemicals i was like well that sounds yeah. he- that sounds healthy to ingest well yeah so, seriously right and, and what you were just telling me or saying to me kind of remind me when i was a freshman in high school so um not crack or meth or anything like that but there was a kid um in photography class who dropped dead from huffing uh, dust cleaner. Oh, God. Oh, Whoa. God. Yeah, in, in the dark room. That's awful. At school yeah. he did this? Oh, uh-huh. My. Yeah, I guess he, like, turned the can upside down, so when he inhaled, oh, he got a healthy dose of Freon, and it just froze his oh, lungs. My oh, God. my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So that kind of put me off wanting to try any sort of drug for like the, long, <laughs> the longest time that'll do freshman it in high school yeah. yeah i did i won't to this day i still have um uh, apprehension in using dust cleaner well huffing you know, dust cleaner, huffing is just, you know? Huffing is just a bad idea yeah. to begin with the war yeah. on dust cleaner exactly right. so so the moral of the story is the war on drugs is absolutely stupid because you're not going to stop people from doing stupid things you know and people are always want to gonna want to get high off people of are always gonna want to get high off something and they're always gonna find ways to get high off something yeah <clears throat> exactly by the way Spark. not my kid is on youtube the entire film oh is it really oh, wow. yes yeah, so not That's my crazy. kid tv night because i the daughter and her buddies are getting all fucked up behind the wheel and they crash, and it's and it's cut with scenes at this rehab place where Andrew Robinson is leading people. Like, how many of you tried blah 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 by the time you were fifteen? 
you know, uh, 13. <laughs> you know, and a couple of hands go down. How many, how many of you got high with your babysitter? Hey, how many with your what? teachers? <laughs> wow. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Robin's yeah. kind of a, he's kind of a hard ass. He's like helping the kids out, but he's sort of a hard ass at the same time. That tough love. Yeah. It's like, he's making everybody stand up in front of the group and I'm so-and-so and I'm a druggie. That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, wow. I guess I it think was... that's kind of the time that 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 term tough love started to, you know, present itself in, in terms of drug abuse. And oh, I'd say, yeah, it surfaced around that time. Sure. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, you know, I did flat out tell one of my 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 children <laughs> that, you know, I, I um, if I ever caught them doing anything stronger than marijuana, that I would beat the shit out of them. So it seemed to have worked. <laughs> I, I told him straight, I, I will literally just beat the shit out of you. Just absolutely. Just stay the fuck away from everything else. That's all there's <laughs> right. to it. Right. Pot's fine. You know, yeah. I, I wish you wouldn't drink, but you know, whatever. If you're going to do one over the other, I prefer you do pot. Right. Yeah, I'm real progressive. <laughs> 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 A realist, a realist. Right, yeah, you know. Definitely. I mean, I was in high school um, when I first tried pot, smoking pot. I think I was four My... when I tried pot. Oh, I'm kidding. Up. I'm just looking for okay. attention. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. To this day, what kind of this logic just just kind of like makes me shake my head, but you'd get people, well, why would you want to do pot? You never know what they're going to lace it with. And you sit there and you think, number one, okay, you know your pot dealer. Your pot dealer is something completely different than, you know, your your Coke dealer or your crack dealer, okay? Sure. And number two, why would they want to lace the, the pot with a drug that's way more expensive right. and charge you the same price as what they're, they're charging for marijuana and stuff like that? I don't know. The logic is just completely yeah. flawed. Yeah, it is. You need to get razor blades in there. Who knows? Right. Shards <laughs> right. exactly. of glass. I haven't smoked pot in years. And frankly, the stuff that's out there now, I have no desire to touch the stuff. Oh, it's. All that, like, hybrids intense. that they're growing out there and everything. It's just, I don't even, <clears throat> no. I have no yeah, desire to touch that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, that stuff, I mean, I I had intense feelings uh, on on the crap I was smoking years ago, you know, and that was, that was kid stuff compared to some of that stuff they're mixing up now. Just, you know, to at least where marijuana is concerned, I mean, the war on drugs is, is ending. I mean, it's... Yeah, not completely. I mean, there's 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 tears in the fabric of of the little war, but it's it's mind-boggling to me these these holdout states and how the federal government is still decrying, you know, evilness when it comes to pot. Right. Without even taking a look at the the economic um, situation that could vastly improve considering uh, legalization of it, which you know I guess is a other topic but it's kind of ridiculous that there is still a war on drugs and some people even argue that all drugs should be legal for people i'm not one of those people i'm not i'm not one of those people necessarily but yeah 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 Yeah, so yeah fuck it let's make it all legal right sure fuck do all the heroin you want i don't care right 
mess mess up. Put a tax on yeah. it, we'll all be fine. Right. Yeah. I think is it is it Paraguay that I forget. There's some there's some place that they always hold up as the example of that working, but really, oh, really, yeah, it's because it gets rid of a lot of the like you know secondary violence, and then you can well, put yeah, the, that. Oh, sure, that can I can the, see. It would destroy the money black toward, market, right? Like yeah, programs to rehabilitate, <clears throat> but in that I can see a a a, a, re, a reduction in in. Uh, violence and crime that way, you know, getting your illegal drug dealers off the street and, and, you know, putting a stop to cartels, um, bringing drugs in. I mean, in that, that aspect, it makes sense to me, but just as a personal freedom kind of thing, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have to say about the war on drugs and crack cocaine in the eighties and Oh, all the wonderful things that came from that. <laughs> Growing up as a child, being exposed to that fear of it just waiting around the corner for you. You know, be vigilant. Keep your right. eyes open. Yep. It'll get you. So it's going to get you one way or another. Thankfully, it didn't. Right. Exactly. So I guess that does it for this episode of Those 80s Kids Remember. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Patreon. Uh, you can support those 80s kids for as little as $5 a month. And in doing so, um, you'll be able to access some extra content. Afterthoughts with Craig and Brian. Uh, as Craig and Brian just sit and they talk about stuff. So check that out. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, make sure you share those 80s kids with friends, family, enemies, strangers on the street. Um, tell them to like us and follow us and check us out. You can download those 80s Kids Remember podcasts from your favorite podcast or audio supplier, uh, Spotify, Audible, uh, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast, you will find those 80s Kids Remember. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm talking myself kids. into like a oblivion here. So <laughs> I'm just going to do the sign off. So for those 80s Kids Remember, I am Andy. I'm Brian. Yeah, I'm Greg. And I'm Rusty. Those 80s kids are Andy Lane, Brian Lundberg, Craig Dillon, and Rusty Daddy. Music by Atokada. Third-party clips used within are the sole property of their respective owners. Those 80s Kids Remember podcast is a production of those80skids.com, 2021, all rights reserved. <laughs>